Good morning. It's great to be in church this morning. Before you take your seats, just say hello to someone. I'm going to pray before we start. Lord, I thank you that you're almighty God. I thank you, Lord, that you're in control of everything. And Lord, I just ask that you just take the words I speak and let them speak into people's hearts and into people's lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, have you ever stayed at an upmarket hotel? A really nice posh hotel. We've spent quite a few nights in hotels over our lives, although not so much lately. <coughs> oh, I know. It's sad, isn't it? We will get there. There are some good hotels and there are some bad hotels. And I've been to both. Yeah. And we'll not... I'll just drop in Paul booked a hotel in London once and it's a hotel you don't want to go to. I'll leave that there. I remember the first really nice hotel we stayed in. It was in London. It was many, many moons ago. I can't remember exactly what we went down for. I think we went for a Hillsong leaders meeting. But anyway, the hotel was called the Melia White House and the bed was massive. It was bigger than a super king bed. It looked like two doubles put together. It was so big that Paul decided he was going to do roly-polies across the bed. Yeah, I don't think he'd do it now, but he did. He did roly-polies from one side to the other. It was really nice, but my favourite hotel is one that we used to stay at when we went to Costa del Sol, and that's because it was right on the seafront, and we could have the balcony door open and listen to the sea, and I love listening to the sea, and that just brings back memories of sunshine, doesn't it? Yeah. Christmas is coming now. Great hotels are nice to stay in for a day or two, or even a week. I mean, after a week, I've done. But they're not home. You couldn't live there on a permanent basis. It's great to have someone come and make your bed every morning. Although, when I'm in a hotel, I make my bed every morning. Because it's a habit I've got into. But it is nice to have someone come and do that. Clean the bathroom for you. To have your breakfast ready. I love to go and stay in nice hotels. But here's the problem with hotels. It's not permanent. You can't stay there forever. And you wouldn't want to. (coughs) Why wouldn't you want to? Well, firstly, you've not got all your stuff. There's only so much that you can take in a suitcase. And there'll come a time when you want something that you've not got there. You might like the decor but you're not going to go home and copy it. It's the wrong location. Eventually, you need to go to work. You need to see family and friends. It's just the wrong location. 
even if it is on the seafront in Costa del Sol. <laughs> Everyone's a stranger there. You don't really get to know anyone. They come and they go. No one permanently stays in a hotel. Or at least I don't think they do. When you go to the fridge, you need a mortgage. A glass of Diet Coke and a few snacks at home is pretty cheap. But when you grab them from the minibar, it's expensive. And the food never changes, which is okay for about three days. You know, they're on like a rotor, a three-day rotor. But most of us, by the end of a week, we're looking for something a little bit different than the breakfast buffet, aren't we? So, <coughs> here at Icon Church, God is building a home. He's not building a place that's temporary. He's not building a place where you've not got your own stuff. He's not building a place where everyone's a stranger. He's not building a place where you need a mortgage to go to the fridge or a place where the food stays the same and just rotates every three to four days. Ephesians 2, verses 19 to 22. Say, that's plain enough, isn't it? You're no longer wandering exiles. This kingdom of faith is now your home country. You're no longer strangers or outsiders. You belong here, with as much right to the name Christian as anyone. God is building a home. He's using us all, irrespective of how we got here in what he is building. He used the apostles and prophets for the foundation. Now he's using you, fitting you in, brick by brick, stone by stone, with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone that holds all the parts together. <laughs> we see it taking shape day after day, a holy temple built by God. All of us built into it, a temple in which God is quite at home. This matters because God is building a home. That's what he's doing. People say, what is God doing? Where is he working? It's great that we do praise reports every time we meet and we talk about what God is doing. In this verse, it tells us he is building a home. It also tells us he's using all of us. Not just me, not just Paul, not just Dave, not just Andrew, but he's using all of us. You, me, all of us. No one is left out, and that's why it matters. So what kind of home is God building? God is building a home where everyone is included. No one is left out. A united people, a family. Romans 8 verses 14 to 16. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's Spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father, for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. <coughs> we have been adopted into God's family, not a perfect family, but a family where everyone is accepted 
and loved. I believe that here at Icon Church, God wants to build a home. He's building a family where everyone is treated well and cheered on. A place where we see potential in every single person. And we believe that we can see God do amazing things as we trust him. A place where there is a great big welcome mat so that everyone who comes through those doors feels like they have come home instantly. <clears throat> Most people, when they talk about Icon Church, they always comment about how welcome they're made to feel. But we don't want people to feel welcomed on just their first visit. But we want that welcome to be extended to every time someone comes through those doors. Whether it be the first time, the 15th time, or the 500th time. We want them to feel that same welcome. That welcome isn't just down to people that have got badges on, the host people, or the campus pastors, or the team. But I believe God wants to build a home where we all play our part in extending that welcome to everyone who walks through those doors. Don't know about you, but I want Icon Church to be known as the most friendly and welcoming place to be in. I love that people don't want to go home after church, that they love hanging around, talking. It's so great to see. God is building a home. It's a home for everyone where everyone is made to feel accepted and welcomed, just as they are. <coughs> Secondly, God is building a home where his children flourish. My favourite verses, Psalm 92, verses 12 to 15. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green, proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no wickedness in him. <clears throat> I believe that as we plant ourselves in God's house, then we will flourish in life. I'm not saying that we won't have trials, that things don't go wrong, because things do. That's just life. That just happens. But as we get planted, as we allow our roots to go down deep into good soil, the good soil of God's house, then we breeze through life with minimum disruption. Disrup disruptances. Does that make sense? Yeah, I know. That's what I'm trying to say. It's a good job somebody can say it. No matter what's happening around us, yeah, there are challenges. Yes, there is an enemy with a mission to divert and distract. But as we are planted, we will always negotiate these with God's wisdom and grace. When we are planted, we can draw not merely on man's wisdom, but on godly wisdom. And that godly wisdom will give us answers and breakthrough. Those who are planted in God's house means that they will flourish because they're positioned in a place where they are frequently in God's presence and frequently under God's word. This is what God sees for each one of his children, a home where we can all flourish. 
is ours. A place where, where we're set up to win. A place that doesn't just care about our Sunday, but it cares about our Monday, our Tuesday, our Wednesday, our every day. God is building a home, and it's a place of human flourishing. God is building a home where you're only a stranger once. A home where everyone is connected. Ephesians 4.16 He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow. So that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Can I just read that little bit again? (coughs) As each part does its own special work, it helps other parts to grow. Did you hear that? As you do what God has given you to do, it helps us all to grow. (coughs) God wants us all to fit together as a body. How do we fit together? We fit together as each part does its work. Each part of the body has its work to do so that the body functions properly. The body fits together by being involved in church, being part of the family and supporting and loving one another. The body functions properly by being involved in serving in the body. He's building a home, a home for us. It's our home. Welcome home. God is building a home. God is building a home where you don't need a mortgage to go to the fridge. (coughs) You invest to build a home. I believe that God wants us to invest in the house of God. The ways that we can invest are by investing with our love, our time. Loving the house of God means that we spend time here. We look after the house and then it becomes our home. We will invest, in, invest time in the house of God and we will invest money in the house of God. And when we talk about money on a regular basis and ask people to invest and give regularly to the church, it's because every house, to make it a home, needs investment. And it only becomes a home when we invest in it. God is building a home. It becomes a home when we invest. God is building a home where the menu changes regularly. God provides everything that we need. I remember when Zion was a baby, he had these food pouches. And I know most of your children probably, they used to be those Ella's kitchen. And we used to call them, they used to say that they looked like space food. But he ate limited food. But as he's grown up and as his menu has changed, he has discovered new tastes. And as the church grows and as we grow, what we need will grow. As we continue to grow, things will change. The way we do things will change. Our call, what God has for us, will change. As we continue to grow, Everything we do as a church is always changing. As the saying goes, constant change is here to stay. And Paul has a saying that God is always tweaking 10% every year. And by year five, we're unrecognisable. 
God is building a home and the menu changes regularly. So does the decor. Things begin to look different as the church goes to the next level. We need to become familiar with change, familiar with progress. It's God's house and there's no way he's going to let it decay. His house, our home. We had a tagline that said you're going to love it here. God is building a home, a home full of his presence, a house full of his children, a magnificent house that we need to love and enjoy. God wants us to be planted in this home, in this good soil, so that we can flourish and be a functional family, that we have a massive welcome mat that welcomes everyone with open arms and loves them unconditionally, just as Christ loves us. So how do we apply this? (coughs) We apply this by being part of the family, by extending that welcome mat to all, by being planted in good soil, the good soil of God's house, so that we can flourish. Being connected, getting involved in church by serving, joining a connect group. And if you want to know how to do that, if you see one of the team, they'll put you in contact with the right person. And then investing in God's house. Invest time, love, and money and finally by embracing change because constant change is here to stay let me pray Lord I thank you that you desire to build a home Lord and you want us all to take our part and Lord I just pray that as we do that you'll just continue to grow us you'll continue to stretch us you'll continue to move us forward in Jesus name Amen